to me, my podcast listeners, welcome to another edition of the Dom of X. Today, we are going back in time. We're continuing that trend with all of that. With me is, again, my lucky co-host at my figurative but literal but figurative side is comic book creator, close friend of mine, Dylan Gray. How are you doing today, Dill? I'm doing great, man. Happy freaking New Year, Dominic. You know, it's so nice to just put 2020 behind us and start this year right with a really awesome book. How was your New Year's, by the way? Did you do anything fun? I, I guess I ate ham. I had family come over. Nothing much besides that, but it's always good to have family and ham and, and New Year's. And, and I agree. This is the first episode we are recording in the new year. Like, it's crazy. Like, I... I felt that last last year was such a breeze it's like i forgot the whole entire concept of time but i'm really glad that we get to start afresh get to rework our minds and again like you said in the previous episode the only the only direction we can go is up and i'm hoping this year is a big up for the both of us this this podcast and for just overall just in general Definitely, definitely. Well, I I actually fell asleep. Uh, I was out by 11 on New Year's. Um, in fact, uh, I made I, I streamed like all like I streamed early in the morning. I did a countdown in Japan. I saw I went I went to East Coast. So I celebrated like with so many of my friends on Live It across the world. And then I couldn't even make it to our own. It was it was <laughs> couldn't even make it to, to to Pacific Standard Time New Year's. But you know things happen, and I obviously needed the rest. And I mean, a time is all relative and and a construct, anyways, right? Right. Like time is a it's not a fixed concept. It's a fluid concept. In fact, like we don't like people don't know this, but there aren't twenty four hours in a day that like people you're you're accustomed to. There's there's only 23 hours and 56 minutes in a day guys. Like that's crazy it's it's crazy, but it's the truth. There's only 23 minutes or 23 hours 56 minutes in a day and that 4 minutes keeps getting replicated. And that's why we have leap year every single 4 years we get all those minutes. But it's 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 a weird concept, but hey, again like yeah, time is time is relative like like you said and it's fluid it, and all that junk and hula blue. Yes, junk and also hullabaloo. I agree with you. It's it's not just like most people would just call it j- junk. Some people would call it hullabaloo, but you're right. It's both junk and hullabaloo. I yeah, it, it's it's just the perfect way to describe it. But it's not the perfect way to describe this. Which just and guys, we'll hope we'll be doing this because we're not going to be covering current content until the next trades come out. Whenever those may come, I believe in the summer we'll be getting you know our again our X Men Volume Threes. Our X-Force Volume 3s, our Marauders Volume 3, we won't be getting that until later. Marvel just came out with an announcement today with a new writer joining the X-Men office, Hickman's X-Men line of comics. Simon Spurrier, if you know him, he did the Hellblazer Black Label series over at DC. And he's he's done X-Men Legacy and X-Force back over at Marvel he just, we're just come, we're coming out with this brand new nightcrawler led book called the way of x that will delve into what the mutant religion is that nightcrawler was talking about next men number 7 yes which by the way is one of my favorite issues of the entire hickman run of x men 
Um, and I really, really like where this is going. I mean, there's just so much little religious things that they put into everything. It's just, I, I can't wait to see what, what, what he comes up with, you know, <laughs> market. That's a point. Um, but Nightcrawler <laughs> is such a great character, you know, I mean, he's a swordsman, he could teleport, uh, and he's, he's deeply religious. And obviously in this new era, uh, I don't necessarily think he, he can't be Christian because of just everything he's seen and done throughout the years. So what do you, what's he going to come up with? What, what what Do you have any kind of predictions of that kind of stuff? Or is he going to like just dive into just doing um, like, I don't know, is it going to be more Christian based? Do you think it's going to be more more Old Testament based, more like more in the Judaic version? Or is it going to be something completely different, you know? Because with Nightcrawler, I feel like it's definitely going to be more tied to Western religion than Eastern. I... I can see him adopting, again, I think we talked about this before, where he's adopting some sort of, or the basis, or parts of it, rather, will be based around the Judeo-Christian model of thinking, where whether it's Catholicism or Orthodoxy or Protestant, you know, whatever that may be, uh, I think he'll adapt those, because he's always been, right, this righteous religious mutant who's who's always cared for yeah we need to you know pray to god cleanse our sins and and be nice to other people right it's part of what it's part of, like why i love kurt so much and this is hey, this is nothing to do with the real i just love the fact that he's a really good clean guy like among all of you know the x-men he has been among the most outstanding righteous characters right that we have in the marvel mythos but i wouldn't be surprised because of the resurrection protocols and the fact that we literally have mutants popping in and out and, and being created a lot in on the island uh, if he adopts some sort of hinduism or, or buddhist uh sort of belief where wow like characters can get reincarnated and you can get reincarnated through this and that i it's it's crazy i think there's a lot for simon sparrier and and the x office to explore with this concept it's crazy that's a really really good point there uh dom i'd even think about that yeah i think i think what it's going to come down to i think it's just going to be a mixture of basically all kind of religions and it's going to turn into its own thing that's really because yeah because christianity does not have resurrection there's only one person that gets resurrected in christianity well or, two i guess there's two, two there's two we got lazarus yeah. and then jesus Yes. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. Sorry, I I always re I always read book one, the the Torah, you know, being <laughs> Jewish and all. But um, <laughs> but all that aside, all that aside, I'm, I'm I I mean, here we go. Me saying it again. I'm really excited to see that. That's probably the thing from Reign of X I'm most excited for. You know, seriously. And yeah, it's it, it's it, besides the name being because the brand new book or the book title that it's going to be called, it's called way of x like that's the literal new ongoing that's coming out in april way of x like w-a-y of x it's very weird it's it's an interesting name but i you know what there again kurt wagner i love him i i will read any book that he's he's so much fun he's such a great character and this hasn't this is there's an opportunity here for this to be one of the best Kurt stuff that we've ever seen. Like, the potential is there. And I'm really excited to see 
how this book will affect the entire reign of X. It's it's gonna be awesome. Definitely, I'm I'm on board. I'm on board. But enough about modern X Men. I want to talk about my favorite Wolverine story of all time. Now, as you guys know, me and Dominic have a you know fun little rivalry. Him being a filthy, me being a bloody. Um, but I brought him over to the blood side on this book, right? You have to, right, Dom? I, I you did, you did. Blood side. You did indeed, man. You did indeed. We're going to be talking about Wolverine, Enemy of the State, the first half, because we, I want to split this into two parts, because I just think there's so much to cover, so much to just, like, fawn over. We've got Mark Millar on the, is it Millar, Miller? I, I get, I get lambasted for his It is, it is Miller. It is Miller. But we have to say Millar because if we say Miller, people are going to think it's Frank Miller. And you know that's why everyone says Millar, even though it is pronounced Miller. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like he, I think Mark actually went on Twitter because someone asked him how to pronounce his name, and he said either one is fine. He said, and if the man is saying that either one is fine, I'm going to say Millar just to again, like you said, let's not confuse people because like Frank Miller wrote X Men. When do you write X Men? And I, like people know him for writing, you know, The Dark Knight Returns, Batman Year One, Daredevil Born Again. And it's like we don't want that confusion. We want to make sure that people know which Millar we're talking about. So I, I completely agree there. <laughs> definitely, definitely. And side note, Miller Millar Miller this guy is one of my favorite writers of all time. He has this way of putting these crazy twists in there that you really don't even see coming. You know? Uh, I remember when he wrote, um, uh, what's it called? Why can't I think of the name? Oh, Red Sun, Superman Red Sun. I remember reading it. I'm like, the whole time, I'm like, okay, this is a good book, man, but where's the Millar twist? You know, where's this twist? And then he gets me. I just gave up. I was like, by the third issue, I was like, it's never coming. Whatever. I'm just going to enjoy this book for the good storytelling that it is. And then right at the end, boom, he hits you with some wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey awesomeness. You guys, just anytime you see that man's name on a book, pick it up. You will not be disappointed. Hands freaking down. I mean, he wrote Old Man Logan. He wrote this book, which is, you know, amazing. He wrote 1985. He wrote um, a whole bunch of... uh, He did some Fantastic Four with Hitch, which was really awesome, which actually ties all the different stuff together. That's the other thing that's really cool about him. I like to say he has his own dimension, of Marvel, you know, he doesn't have a universe, he has his own dimension, where he kind of like mixes, he has all his stuff that's all freaking tied together, every single bit of it, it's so cool, he's so great, and that's, I'm really happy that he got the Netflix deal. I did too, I did too, and yeah, we got, Millar just written a, a whole bunch of good stuff, I think that, you know, a lot of people know him for, this book I think should be up there, because I, I, I'd actually argue that it's the greatest of Wolverine story of all time we also have john ramita jr on on the pencils let me say i know that the output from him recently has been a snooze fest like if you've looked at his stuff in bendis action comics it's kind of like hard to look at i i can't i i personally but i'm looking at like his stuff in this book the art Okay, and we'll talk about it more when we get there. But man, I I really love his pencils, the flow, everything else in this. It's really well done, and it's, like, it's just good. Ramita Junior art. I really like it.
Totally, totally. I mean, you could argue... Like, some people like to say it's his best last work, but he's had a few good things since then. You know, this was, I believe, 2008, I believe this came out, 2007, somewhere around there. So, you know, it's been a while since he sat and did interiors in the first place, but, like, it's so clean, it's crisp, uh, the action scenes are awesome, you know what I'm saying? Even for a Wolverine book, he, he tones down the gore a little bit, you know? But at the same time, we still get to see him murdering people, which is what we like, you know? It's exactly, it's what, it's what people like out of a Logan book. Let me say, the introduction, alright, the introduction actually, like, we're gonna be, and before all of this, guys, we're gonna be covering issues 20 through 26, 27 through 32 will come in at another point. But, let me just say the introduction, like, hooked me on, because, like, we have Logan and the usual Logan... Uh, monologues and and again like we said in the last episode i love it when characters get a chance to talk about what they're feeling what they're doing what they're thinking about it's needed we need that really well done but man like i i'm just looking at it and i'm I'm like you know the rain's pouring down and i'd actually argue that no one does rain better than jrjr uh and yeah i uh, i just love the voice that malar has for logan it is really sound you get to you get to see what he's feeling and it's why i think wolverine is just a strong character overall it's it's like enough said yeah enough said he's the best at what he does and what he does is murder people and that's what this book is about murdering fools and like we get with all that setup let's just let's just jump right into the story you know and like all great Logan stories. Where does it start, Dominic? Japan. All right. Like all the vests, I find that like a lot of good Logan stories just have him. This is actually why I prefer him as like solo and not tied in with any of the other X Men because I I just find solo character stories like like him intriguing. And this one, we literally set it up in Japan. Like a lot of good Logan stories do, and and it's it, he's just tied with the culture, he's tied with the people there. Oh yeah, we we just gotta start off with Wolverine in Japan because that's just how it works. Definitely, definitely, and very subtle. Like you don't even you don't even see it coming. You know, he he's just like, oh, this this person gets kidnapped. You know that they, they're charging ten million dollars. And it just happens to be one of his dear friend's uh, cousins. And so he goes out there to help. And he shows up to the meeting. He's got the quote-unquote $10 million or whatever in, in, in bags. And he's meeting up with these guys. And he just puts it down. And there was there's nothing in there. Because he's there to kill people. And what happens is it ends up being a freaking trap. Oh, no. And the freaking hand come out of nowhere, and he's got to fight these fools. I love the the joke. I love the joke that he or like someone or like while the two people are talking before he fights the hand, where the guy is just like, "Who are you? I'm not expecting an American, or I wasn't expecting an American." And Wolverine's just like, "I'm not American. I'm Canadian." I thought that was a nice, subtle. Uh, poke back <laughs> i i died out laughing when when i uh i don't know i just i just like people mistaking the bubverine for being an 
um, American and Arcane Age. That's it's, I know it's small, but like I, I really like that that pinch that Millar threw in there. Yeah, right. Like, like, hey, you know what? We're all, we're humans. We're all a little racist. You know, I thought of I thought about that. I was like, really? Well, I was like, oh, I guess yeah, Canadians, yeah, because like people like to say, oh, Japanese, Chinese, what's the like? You know, it's so it was kind of like a good kind of jab to white people, which I appreciate. You know, anytime, <laughs> bring, bring them down a peg. <laughs> it's no, it's just it's just it's just hilarious. I and I again like some of the subtle digs that Logan just takes, whether it's against himself, like we'll find out later, or like against other people. He's just good at clapping back when he can, all right? Like, good mic dropper, all right? That's a Logan that I, I personally like to read and enjoy. I And, yeah, the fight scene, again, it's just well choreographed. Really, really, really good stuff by by Mr. Ramita Jr. on the pencils again. And you see him as he's fighting the hand. Really well done. And just, oh, my gosh, the the, the green gore. And the hand's getting sliced off. It's gruesome, but it's ex- ex- exactly what I expected from a Wolverine story. Now, I'm not too well-read on the hand, because that's more of a Daredevil character. Um, however, I'm not quite sure if the green blood is normal hand stuff. Hand stuff. But, um, I, I like, isn't it... Isn't it more, I think that might be something to do with, with Hydra. Because after this, we find out that it's not just the hand working together. It's the hand, it's the light, and it's Hydra all coming together to take over the world. Yep, you are indeed absolutely correct on that, right? And, and again, I, I love the incorporation of, of a good deal of the Marvel mythos that, that Mr. Millar just brings into here. And it's crazy because, like, you, you see, like, with, with Wolverine and how he's talking, how he's saying, you know, there's methane gas hissing from every open wound, and you got the green blood spilling all over, and it's just there and there. Really great job by Paul Bounce, I think, on the colors as well. But, man, like, the thing, again, the thing that got me with the introduction was when Gorgon, or we'll find out later, and this is actually partly one of the reasons why I wanted to read this immediately, Gorgon's introduction to this story is really, really well done. I thought it it got me, it got me shocked. It got me, it got my heart pumping, and I was just like, "Oh my gosh! Like, what's gonna happen next?" It, it, and Wolverine's shocked too. I I love the introduction he has in this book. Yeah, because he he says he's like, "Whoa, no one's that fast." No one's that fast. And Gorgon says, I'm that fast. <laughs> and now, other than, other than the stuff in, in the Hickman X-Men I, and this, I haven't read any other Gorgon stuff. So to me, Gorgon's always been written so freaking well. <laughs> you know what I mean? And this is like, this is like pinnacle of all that, you know? I'm I'm really really happy every every time that dude's on the page he's just so badass I mean even the stuff in in the modern day X Men stuff the stuff in X of Swords and then like Hall is ass whooping and and plotting and stuff he does in this one I mean they say it in the book he joins the hand okay he wants to join the hand all right within a year he's running the hand okay 
Six months later, he controls Hydra. I mean, this is this is someone that is not only badass, but he's tactical, he's smart, and he knows what he's doing. And we don't really get to know, like, what's his motivation? What What's he trying to do? It, it just seems like he, he just wants power and control or or to, to cause chaos. I, there's no real rhyme or reason to anything he does, you know? Do you notice that? Like, there's no real motivation. Right, like, I think that's one of the best parts about Gorgon too, uh, Because I think that some villains, you don't really need to see, like, their whole picture or uh, I'm going to do this and that. Like, some... I think you can see that some villains are definitely meticulous in the way with, with how they plan and how they try to take over a certain part. Like, I think you you look at guys like the Joker, you know, they just want to, like, he just wants to do chaos. Like, with Gorgon, what fascinated me about him in the Hickman era of X-Men, uh, before he passed away in Ten of Swords, uh, is that what, what Gor- Gorgon was just, a, you know, a nihilist. He, he, he got, you know, to be under Cyclops' command. And he just whooped butt. There wasn't if or any buts or how to about it. He didn't have like some ulterior motive. Hey, I'm gonna uh, under. No, he was like, I'm just gonna kill people. I'm just gonna. Uh, and well, more so maim, right? Maim in the in the modern era. But he just just did his job. And I think that's what Hickman sort of pulls from Enemy of the State is just this Gorgon. He's just got a job. He's just gotta get to that highest level and. No one's stopping him. You know, I think it's just plain and simple as that. Yeah, I, I think it's just about kind of just being better and better and better. Like, it doesn't seem like there is an end goal except for how can I get stronger? How can I get more powerful? How can I control more? How can I just be the better self that I am? Or worse self, depending on what side of the coin you want to look at there. But Gorgon is, is a badass through and through. I mean... They even say it. There's a, the part where he's joining the hand. You know, he he's literally killing all these guards to get to the leader, and they're like, "Why is he like? He can look at. He has the power to literally turn people to stone, all right? And he's fighting all the hand with a sword. That and they're like, "Why is he doing that? He can just turn them all to stone. He's like, he's trying to prove that he can beat them without even looking at them. And it's, it's so badass. It's just so badass." He is really, really cool. I love Gorgon, and and I, I, again, it's the same experience for both of us because, unfortunately, guys, I haven't read Dark Avengers by Brian Bendis and Mike Deodato, and I want to someday just because it's got Wolverine Dawkins in it uh, and a whole bunch of other characters that I like. Uh, I think Matt Gargan Venom is in that too. Uh, but, yeah, it's like Gorgon to me is just, again, it's, he's just well-written, uh, and he's a perfect antagonist i should say to uh to wolverine it's it's a it's like the cunning and and the stamina and every single one of the powers that wolverine has it just seems like every time he tries to go up against court like he's he's matched by him uh you know unlike i guess Sabretooth, you know who has the strength he's like okay i have I'm the sword fighting i'm a skilled hand-to-hand combatant and i can beat wolverine I, I stab wolverine in the chest he he was too slow to see me. It again, just the introduction and how he was how he was placed into the story. It is again just a bravo job to Millar on just giving us a dope Wolverine villain. Now here here's the question here here's the question here a two questions because you would know 
A, was this a Millar creation, the Gorgon? And B, is Gorgon psychic? Because it seems like he can read thoughts, but I'm not 100% sure on that. Okay, so two things I can answer you for, for, for the question. Gorgon is indeed, this is the first time we get to see Gorgon in any single Marvel anything. Uh, that, that we said, like, this is like, he's a Millar, John Romita Jr. guy. This is like Wolverine 20. I believe this is the issue. Uh, it's, he's, this is his first time we ever see him in anything. So, yes, he's a Millar creation. Number two, he does, he does indeed have that, that power that you speak of the, the telepathy. And, and it's like, yeah, it's like, let me, pre it's, it allows, so you can, so when he, you know, fights against Wolverine or fights against anyone else, he can predict what you're going to do. Before I even do it, which gives him the technical upper hand. It's like, how am I supposed to beat a guy who knows what move I'm going to do? I, it's, I, I think it's a cool power. All right, like you know, I, Definitely. it's cool. Definitely, no, it is. So, and 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 just add on top of it, he's a badass too. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he is. He is again, 100. He's a badass. He's awesome. Okay, like I've. I've fallen in love with him in Hickman X-Men when he beat up the Orcus guards in X-Men number four and in Ten of Swords when he literally beat that that demon whore down. And him just, again, he bested Wolverine and he's besting the hand in, in this book. Good stuff. Okay. It, again, I, I, I think Gorgon is a great character. All right. I, I love him. All right. He might be a villain. He, he might be a nihilist. But he is, he, he's just hard to stop. He's awesome. Definitely, definitely. And when you guys read it, you're all you're gonna think like I did the whole time. How is Wolverine gonna be able to stop him? Because there's there, they, there's no there's no proof. Like how can we do it? How can you stop? Because he's he's unstoppable. He's he's just he's just plain unstoppable on just every level, every aspect. The man cannot be stopped, making him unstoppable. I don't know how else to put it. <laughs> but. We're getting sidetracked here, so you know what? Before we get wait, 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 wait. Before we get before we continue to get sidetracked, uh, let's let's tell all of our amazing listeners about our amazing hosts at the Grand Gate Gathering, what they've got going on there. We'll be right back after these subliminal messages. To my podcast listeners, the Grand Geekery is the best show for all news on pop culture as well as a diversified variety of segments, conventions, and everything nerdy. Hosted by our very own Tyler McPhail and with Lamar Harris, the show runs twice a month and is available on all platforms. Please go ahead and check it out at the Grand Geek Gathering or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Okay, do, 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 do. All right, guys, welcome back to the Dom of X. All right, we, we took a short little break to talk to you again about the Granky Gathering, what they've all got there. Yeah, can we talk about all the guest stars that ha that show up in this book? Because we got quite a couple of them that, that just happened to show up because Wolverine, blah, 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 etc. Okay, we got a bunch of, we got a bunch of guest stars. I want to talk first about Nick Fury, the head of S.H.I.E.L.D., one of my favorite characters. Yes. I love him. He's so cool. 
<laughs> it's always cool whenever he gets to show up in a Wolverine story because these two they've got ties at that that seep since World War Two. All right, these two have known That's each other right. for a long time. They go way back, way 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 back. Like <laughs> hey, these guys, I won't want to call them buds, but they have been professional workers or professional. I guess people in the field. Yeah, it's been holy crap. Yeah, it's it, it. You know what? Again, like when he shows up here, I was like, "All right, you have me at Nick. You have me already had me at Good Wolverine stuff. The fact that we're gonna add Nick Fury on top of this, we're gonna add some Shield content and see these two go back and forth, or will do it." I was immediately hooked on. I was like, "All right." Let's see where Millar goes with this, and I, 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 I can't say this enough, but I really also do like uh, Millar's characterization of Nick Fury and the relationship between you know him and the rest of everyone in in the story. Yes, yes, um, and it was really cool. Speaking of which, who do they have join? Shield for this little excursion into uh, Wolverine-ness, but none other than Wolverine's dear friend and ninja, Elektra. Elektra? Seeing her, seeing her work with, with Shield and being more of like an operative, more of a, of a, of a kind of like, like not just being an assassin, not just being someone that's just going out to murder, but like being a hunter, being able to use her expertise and her history with the hand to to figure out the mystery of what's going on is is really freaking awesome. And Millar writes her so well, you know. I agree. Like again, like I, I keep talking about the introduction of characters into the story, just how she goes into like the first fight. Like against Wolverine, she's all, you know, dressed up. She's got, you know, her shield stuff on, you know, jacket, suit, all that. And just like undresses when when it's time to fight the Bubverine. And then the two fight off in the ship. That was, oh gosh. I, again, I really love, I love good action scenes, but I can't help but notice how just amazing and just, just kick-ass she is in, in this book. It is great electric content is well done and it, again it's not something i was expecting to see in a wolverine book at all but i'm really glad it was in here well definitely yeah i mean the first it's to go like to a little nostalgia factor here right now the first comic book i ever read was a wolverine bone claws era um comic book okay in the 90s and it was a Electra Wolverine one, which was really, really cool. I really liked that. And so I've always had a thing for Electra. I mean, I think for me, she's definitely the hottest uh, in, in the Marvel Universe. Like, for sure. Canon. I don't care. She's badass. She's smart. She can be classy and sassy. And also, a straight-up badass. All right? Like, there's just... She, there's nothing she can't do. Except for, I don't think she has hacking skills. But she does have bow staff skills. Which, as everyone knows, you need to have bow staff skills, you know. Of course, like if you if you're gonna go into combat, and and we, I, I actually do like that one scene where she I, she's like, she's she's in a I think I believe a sports bra and and she's like she like the hands outside and she's in the snow. She doesn't even have any weapons or swords or anything, and all these guys are like, 
wait, uh, you've got no weapons. How are you going to beat us? And she's like, no, you guys are the ones who don't have weapons. And then she beats all of them in one. I was like, that is exactly the type of electric content that I, I expect to get. It's just her and just just fighting off people and yeah, just you can't you can't beat her, man. She's it's tough. Alright? It's tough to beat. And yeah, she she uses up the you know the weird she has like some weird bow I don't know what it's called, but anyways, like some weird bow staff sort of weapon, beats all of them in one. What are you supposed to do about it, right? <laughs> You can't. You can't do anything. Like, she she's the type of ninja that... <laughs> it's kind of like Jackie Chan. Like, it doesn't matter what's around her. She's going to find something to murder people with. You know? She can do it. All she needs is just a something. You know? And she'll, she'll turn anything and everything into a weapon. Which is so freaking cool. You know? Besides her size, which are also really awesome. You know? And not to mention the outfit. I mean, you got the bandana. Alright? You got the little... The little... I don't know what would you, what would you call that a little loincloth like sexy loincloth thing going on I don't know you know it's just it's just odd I'm I'm pro Electra in everything they're 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 and I oh and I love how she she loves Daredevil too like that's that's her man you know that's the one person that that she has her heart set on and she can never be with you know because you know she's an assassin and he's a freaking street level he's a lawyer he's got he's lawyer, a lawyer you know <laughs> speaking of a lecture though and this is again this is nothing to do with uh, the the book that we're talking about she's currently daredevil like as we speak if you guys aren't reading chip sadarsky daredevil please go do it guys because she just became daredevil nope nope she, no spoilers spoilers no spo- spoilers oh my god <laughs> Oh anyways God. guys has the internet knows that at this point <laughs> all right anyways we we, we we removed that anyways guys if you haven't yet please go 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 check out chips and darkies daredevil actress awesome in that she's back she's she's back to be who she anyways yeah she's awesome okay like enough said this is like this is a great comic for her. like if you want a good electra story and her fighting like being an operative working with shield doing this and that yeah she's well, she's here, right? Like I, again, I really enjoyed all those fight scenes and her working with Shield to to figure out the mess that Wolverine's going on, like going on in in this in this story. It's it's awesome. Yes, definitely, and a little bit different pace, change of pace than normal. You know, uh, I, I've never seen her. I, I'm sure that she has worked with Shield and has done stuff with Fury and all that kind of stuff. But it was really cool to kind of see her in more of a, for lack of a better word, managerial kind of thing. You know, because she's runs she's running her own team. She and it seems like from from the from the exposition and dialogue that she's been working with Shield for a minute now. Um, there's a part where her and uh, Gorgon are getting to it. And he's like, oh, you were wondering, like, how did you miss that shot? You've never missed a shot for years. And da 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 Because that's how, you know, he can read her mind. He can kind of think that. And he's, that, which, by the way, that's another thing that he kind of does, too. When he's reading their mind and he, like, lets them know that he's reading their mind. Without letting them know. You know what I'm saying? Because he's not like, hey, I'm reading your mind. He's just like, someone thinks something and then he says it. And they're like, whoa, hold up. Are you reading my mind? And then that messes with them, too. You know? Because fighting is all about being able to control the fight. You know, and so him being able to get into people's heads and, and control their their 
feelings and their thoughts and, and just throw them off balance is, is a really freaking, really freaking dope. Yeah, I thought that scene was was cool in as well, where we get to see Gorgon and Elektra fight for the first time. Uh, just the bland, the, the the gunshots, the blam blam blams, and again, just sort of the same same mess that Wolverine had to deal with. Someone who's quick, someone who knows your move, and someone who who can who is able to strike against you at any point in in time. Just good stuff, all right. Like I, I, I enjoy again. Like the the fight scenes in this are great, uh, but the the fact that Millar is able to add in some some dabble, some dialogue, some some cool stuff in there as well, it really makes me marvel at how well this this book just is like throughout and in, in terms of the pacing, and also giving the fans what what we want in a good Wolverine story. Definitely, which is blood, guts, and deep dives into story you know and, and getting into the mind of wolverine you know because the whole time <laughs> so he gets he gets captured he gets brainwashed to become a a a uh mindless machine basically killing machine for hydra and the hand and the whole time he's kind of battling with his own thoughts and there's like this 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 like hydra implanted kind of thought that you keep reading and it's it's always like kind of battling with himself he's like do it kill him kill him he's like i don't want to kill him he's like but you got to you got to do it and it's like that whole thing and like it's it's obvious too that it's definitely wolverine talking to himself you know it's not somebody else in there kind of giving him his the, these things it's wolverine's brainwashed self telling him what to do and it's it's a really intriguing kind of inner monologue that he has going on through this whole well, first half of the book. That's also what I, I kind of like about this because I hate amnesia stories are among my least favorite in terms of just over overall, like in terms of superhero storytelling. There are, there are three things that I just I it's it's really hard for me to like them. Uh, depowering, depowering of superheroes. Okay, like I read superhero comic books because these guys have powers and I think they're cool. Okay, like there's one. Time travel, time travel. When overdone, it's like, come on, like, why, why even bother? If you're shooting me, like, just go back into. Okay, I and agree. I agree with you with time travel. Time travel stuff bugs me so much because you got to establish rules. Okay, you either have a linear timeline, a non-linear timeline, or wibbly wobbly timey wimey. So if you're wibbly wobbly timey wimey, you have to make sure that that's the rule. That any that none of it makes sense and none. And it's completely crazy. You have to establish that. You can't just kind of do these willy-nilly kind of rules because that's what bugs me with time travel stuff. And, and, and it happens so often with Flash comics. It drives me crazy. That's one of the reasons why I don't like a lot of Flash solo books. You know, I love the Flash. You know, Wally West, my boy. You know what I mean? But, like, I want to see... I want to see... I it just gets too ridiculous. It gets too ridiculous. Sorry, sorry to sidetrack you. You triggered me with the with the time travel. Yeah, no, I got no, I got you on that point. But but my main point here was going to be that I I also hate amnesia stories because for amnesia stories, what what they usually jot down to is the fact that the writer with a character that already has all their memories, all their functions intact. They have to wipe away the character's memories or this and that just so they could do a, a character study on them. And when you have to do that, it's like, 
why not just do a character study with the guy with his with his power or his mind intact like why even bother but i really like the way that it's done here because we've got you know wolverine he's getting messed with hydra he's getting messed with all these things so he's fighting not only an inner conflict with them himself but you also just have a super fun shield story and you really get to see just the inner like conflicts that wolverine has and, and considering that this guy has like died come back and be beaten up so many times it's also not hard for me to believe that like yeah this is something that would be believable for a semi-amnesia story such as this yeah i wouldn't even really call it an am amnesia story you know i would i would i think it's just a brainwashing situation you know i don't I don't think he really loses any memory. I think he kind of knows what's going even like when he's having his inner conflict, he still knows what's going on, you know? So, but yeah, I agree with you that amnesia stories suck. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you. But before we get into, we're going to be talking about the Fantastic Four and the Avengers, why the heck they're all here in this story. We'll take another quick break to talk more about our amazing stuff over at the Grand Geek, or more amazing stuff, I should say, at the Grand Geek Gathering. We'll be right back after these messages. In a world where all the largest pop figures in life are superheroes with capes, how about all the creators and characters who don't fill the spotlight as large as the others? What if I told you that there was an awesome podcast dedicated to the best creator-owned comics out there? Guys, Indie Comics is a show specified for all your indie comics needs. Self-publishers, branched-off creators, and small company powerhouses all come into play with them. Please go check out their show on the Grand Geek Gathering and all podcast platforms. That is, again, Indie Comics. Okay, guys, uh, welcome back to the Dom of X. It is... Uh, well, we're getting we're not getting to the end game end game because we're again we're only we're only covering half the book, but there are still stuff. There's still a lot of things in this book I, I want to cover. I really loved okay, I really loved the Fantastic Four break in. I say break in with quotations from Wolverine and I, like you mentioned before, like we had Millar who did write F four before Jonathan Hickman got on, which I thought was it's it's interesting. I, I want to read that now, but. Hey, like, we got I the Fantastic... I have it, too. If you want to borrow it, if you want to borrow it, I'll let you borrow it. It's great. Whoa! It's, it's one of my favorite Fantastic Four stories. There is no way you have... Th that book is, like, out of print everywhere. <laughs> Are you serious? Oh, no, it's almost as if I, like, bought it when it was still in print. <laughs> anyways, you got... You have Reed Richards, who is acting... Like, okay, like, side note, okay, Reed Richards, a over here, being, being the worst dad ever, like, Sue is telling Reed, hey, you haven't seen the kids for a while, how about do your husbandly slash fatherly duties, teach your kids some things, or like, you know, tell it, like, read, read Franklin a bedtime story, it's not gonna hurt anyone, that's what you're supposed to do as a dad. Reed's just over here like, no, I'm, I'm busy, I got stuff over to do, Susan. It's a minor note. But it's still like, come on, Reed. You're not better than this, right? No, maybe he's not. Oh my God, no. He's a. He's not better than this at all. <laughs> okay, we know this. We know this. Secondly, secondly, sir, let's talk about the probably the best line Reed Richards has ever said. 
she says, he's like, okay, I can't leave. He's in inside his little think tank thing that he has where he's like on a virtual call with Pim and Tony where they like in this like net in like in the virtual reality where they figure out like big tech that they don't want anyone to find out about. So they keep it inside there. And she's like, he's like, I can't leave. So just patch me through the intercom. She's like, so you're going to be working and telling a story. You can't just leave for 15 minutes. He's like, no, actually I got an AI program that's going to talk and be able to like talk to them, answer them. They got millions of answers. It'll be good. She's like, are you kidding me? You have that for the kids? How do I know you don't have that for me? How do I know I'm not talking to that person right now, that AI right now? And he goes, well, if you were talking to the AI, he'd be giving you a lot more satisfactory answers if that helps you feel any better. She's like, ugh, okay. I, just I was, that was so hilarious. You know what? That, that's something a Reed would do. It's a, it is very Reed Richard Dien. Richardian? I don't I don't know whatever that for him to just neglect his you're a husband and you're a father, okay? You have you your wife is amazing. Sue is I love her, okay? She's a queen. I, I love her. Uh and you have two of the most powerful children on planet Earth. And you're telling me that you can't spend fifteen to twenty minutes of your life. Doing what you're supposed to do as a dad. That kind of like... That just kind of gets at me, okay? It's like, come on, Reed. No wonder Namor can try to seduce Sue so easily, okay? I don't... Uh, yeah, has come nothing on, to, has nothing to do that Namor is freaking shredded, okay? And he's got that crazy swimmer body. Yeah, has nothing to do with that. It's totally because of Reed Richards being a dick and a, a terrible husband. Namor has the best abs in comics. I just want to say that. Okay, don't at me. Don't Cannon. at this podcast. No. Don't at this podcast. Na- Namor's got the best abs. Nightwing's got the best butt. There it is. We said it's it. Canon. We did it. But yeah, it's and like... Power the- Girl's got the best chest. <laughs> it's true. That's true. It's But yeah, it's like, come on, man. I, I really just don't understand like what's so difficult for... Re- like, yeah, Wolverine's waltzes in and, and gets in. He's like, yeah. I, you know what? I also love the the line that Wolverine says where he's like, 99% of accidents happen at home, bub. I'm like, I got me dying. Like, the, the thing... Like, Ben is doing his over thing and he's just over there. It's like, oh my gosh. Really... <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. Although a lot of the stuff that Wolverine says in this book, and like again the inner conflict between him and like his brainwashed self, really, really funny stuff. Definitely, definitely. And I mean, yeah, just so so, so great. I mean, Miller's just the best at at the like Wolverine's the best at murdering people. Millar's the best at writing Marvel comics. Straight up, I said there. I said it. I said it, guys. He is my favorite Marvel Comics writer of all time. All right? High praise. High praise and high astute from from Mr. Dylan as as he's talking over here. You know, yeah, it's just like I'm, I'm looking at this. All right? Like I'm, I'm looking at all of this book. We have... We have Wolverine fighting Daredevil. See, I didn't... I also didn't expect this. Like, okay, not only do we get Elektra... But we get Matt Murdock in a Wolverine story, and I'm like, okay, you have me at the hand, you have me at a lecture. I didn't know that we'd get the New York lawyer in here as well. I are it's like so many twists and turns and surprises. I just did not expect Daredevil to show up in this book at all. But lo and behold, 
the the blind man and and the Bob Vereen, they're fighting. They're fighting over in New York. I'm yeah, Millar just got me there. It wasn't even anything of the sort. He this was just like, wow, this is just a huge surprise. Totally. I mean, freaking Captain Cameo over here, like so many I mean the whole the whole thing is that they, you know, Shield figures out, okay, they're trying to they're, they thought they had a hit list from the hand where they're going to be in Hydra that they're going to be killing all these superheroes so they could take over. But what they wanted to do was kill them and resurrect them and use them as slaves. So when all this is going down, they put out a mandate to all costume heroes. You need to stay inside. You, It's not going to happen. It's all bad. You will. They are going to come after you. You guys need to chill out. So everyone's staying inside. You know, only a few guys are, are still going out and doing stuff. You know, uh, Captain America, for instance, and, and Falcon are out whooping ass, taking taking out Hydra things. And, and they even say, like, Hydra's spread pretty thin here. I mean, this is a really easy to do, you know? Why is it so easy? That's a great question. And, yeah, so, like, you, you have, again, like, all these, like, stay home... Now I'm thinking of our stay home bids, but yeah, like it's just, it's just, again, it's just a crazy world that, that Wolverine is fighting in towards. And, and the fact that like he runs over like pretty much again, like most of the top, I guess. Yeah. Like now top guys at Marvel with Cap and Falcon and all that. It's, it's a doozy, but yeah, he's, he's going in and ever. I also like how Millar ties in the. Xavier Institute with this as well because I keep forgetting that Wolverine is an X-Man and with X-Man or X-Men I should say of course you're gonna have like familiar faces show up so like you have Kitty Pride well, well now Kate now then then Kitty now Kate uh Pride like you know doing her stuff over and as one of the X-Men uh over at the Institute and, and Rachel it's like Everyone's in this book, man. It's like, are you just going to have like a whole MU show up in Enemy of the State? <laughs> For real. For real. Like, why not? Why not? And we got to see a bunch of mutants, too, that we haven't seen. Uh, it, well, no, I was going to say we haven't seen for a while. That's that's a lie. We've seen all of these, literally all of these mutants. Even Northstar pops up in this bad boy. I was like, I didn't expect Northstar, okay, to be in a Wolverine book where... Okay, so because we start in Japan... And we're like, okay, we get introduced to the hand, we get introduced to the villain, we get introduced to the baddies and figure out what the heck this mess is going on. And then, like, once you go through, it's like, issue by issue, Wolverine is just running into literally every single faction of Earth 616's Earth. Like, Earth, Earth. Like, he he, he runs into S.H.I.E.L.D., Elektra, and the Fantastic Four, Captain America... The X-Men under Cyclops, who is the current headmaster. It's like everyone is in this book, okay? Like, it's it's crazy. It's crazy. But I enjoyed it so much. It's like I get to see, a, like, a piece and pack part of, like, everyone just popping in. And it goes in for a nice read, guys. It really does. It's like, oh, like, his familiar phrase. Hey, we got to see Wolverine interact with them. Or figure out what how they're tied into this story. It is really good stuff, guys. Like... I, I'm just shocked, but believe me when I say, like, everyone showing up in this book is fun and it makes sense for the plot, if that's worth anything. It really does. It wasn't cameo sake for cameo sake. There was every single superhero, b villain, every single person that shows up is there for a specific reason. You know, even Von Stroker and his 
weird old hot lady wife. Like what? Talk up. She's like a hundred and seventy-five year old gilf. Like let's be real. Let's be real. Okay. Like, like mystique. She's hot. Like for. Yeah, like mystique. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> And apparently she's been running the Hydra, like she's the biggest benefactor of Hydra since the 50s, okay, so she's like super tight and she basically runs everything, and she gets, ends up getting seduced by Gorgon, and that's how Gorgon ends up taking over Hydra, because he, he gets the gilf. He gets he the does. gilf. It's just as simple as that. A, a Gorgon, again, like that, that guy, the way he works, just, just seeping through every single level of... Hydra, he can't like the hand and now it's and it's just crazy like the levels that this guy gets to and goes through. You know what? This is this is also small. I, I'm I'm and this is again nothing to do with whatever. But Kitty Pride has a cup that says "I love New York." It has nothing to do with the story, but I just like it. And I think this is this is sort of like the last like with all new X Factor. Where Gambit also has a mug. I can't remember what it said. I don't know. I just like seeing... I just like superheroes drinking mugs just to see, like, what their taste is. Like, do they just, like, plain mugs? Do they, like, prints on it? Do they buy other superheroes mugs on I I don't know. I just think it's really cool to see what Kitty has drinking. It's, I don't know. It's odd. <laughs> it is odd. It is odd. And let's, let's not forget the cameo by my favorite Summers... Rachel Summers popping in there. I completely she, forgot she was in there. Is she actually your favorite member of the Summers family? Oh yeah, for sure. I love, Interesting. Like, all, I, I never love knew that. Costume. I love the spikes. We've never had this comment. We haven't. You've never asked me, well, what, what do you like about the Summers family? I would have told you. Rachel, okay? Hey, look, can I, okay, sure wait, wait, wait. Rachel stand. Let me, let me remind everyone that she's also Scott and Jean's kid. That's canon. And I don't want to hear it from Dylan. I, I just want, because I have to, I have to add this every single time. She, she is, she is their kid and you can't change that. It's canon. I can kick back. Enjoy. Anyways, you were saying with what you were liking about Rachel before I interrupted you. She's got she's got dope Phoenix powers. She's smart. She she's tactical, and she's got a little bit of an edge to her. Unlike the rest of the well, I wouldn't say the rest of the Summers family. Rest let's be real. There's no one with more edge than Cable. All right, that's that's Captain nope. Edge right there. All right, it's true. All those freaking pouches true. And, the, and, his, and his eye. He's got the crazy eye <laughs> thing going on over here. I don't know why I went with that accent for what I'm talking about, but yeah, no, I love Rachel. I love their scene. I love how. I love how they're, they're, they literally, so they literally say, they find out that Wolverine is planning on killing the president, okay? So they got Captain America up in the Oval Office, ready to go. They're like, if we, if this happens, we got this. And what's he doing? He goes to the X-Mansion that only ha that has shield outside, but he can get in there himself. And he uses, Ra he's going to use Rachel to make, um... Use Cerebra because it's not Cerebro, it's Cerebra because uh, it's now all run by uh, by female psychics. So Cerebra, and it's, it's like version 2.0. And he's going to make the president have an aneurysm in his head. It's aneurysm, right? That's the right word? Right? You are correct. You are um, indeed correct. And, and he's like, look, I have this terraforming bomb that I stole from the Fantastic, from Fantastic. So all I got to do is let this off and... Everyone here is dying. I don't mind dying. I'm ready to die. I can't wait to die. Like, 
Let's do this. Okay, but all these kids, you want all them to die? And what she does is so freaking brilliant, okay? She's tied in the cerebro, okay? He says, if you try to go into my head, I'll know. So what does she do? She goes in to read Richard's heads, figures out the complete co configuration of said bomb and destroys it and then beats the crap out of logan it's just amazing stuff okay i again i am a sucker for any i love all of the summers family I, you you know this we both know this we both know scott's my fave but all of them have a special place in my heart okay uh and yeah that, that, that rachel that rachel stuff was cool and her just 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 beating beating the crap out of Logan after like Logan dragged her to Cerebra and and forced her to do all this stuff because he's you know out for the president I thought that was really cool what was weird though was like because again she is the this the daughter of Scott and Jean and so obviously you're going to get a child or you know a kid who's going to who's going to grow up to be good looking and Logan's just like ah. Oh, well, she's close. She's not her, but she... And, and when we're just trying to fight, she's like, stop. No, we can't. We can't do that. I thought that was like... Right. And yeah, he's yeah, <laughs> fighting with himself. Like, yo, check her out. She's got the same hair, the same smell. Ooh, and even the, hey, whoa, watch it, bro. Watch it, bro. Like, talking to himself, you know? Really awesome, you know? Because there's only one thing worse... Then, no, I'm, let's cut that. I was trying to work in a, a Vine joke right there. It didn't work, so we're going to cut that. But I really, it, it, and it, that whole part just kind of speaks to the sequencing, or, or speaks to the, the, the dialogue skills, I guess, of, of Miller. You know, like, how do you, having someone literally argue with themselves, you know, is like dark and light part, you know, like literally like in conflict with itself. Like he's like, yo, it looks just like Gene, bro. Remember you have a thing for Gene, da, 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 you know? And yeah, it was great. I, I admit that was really, the whole, the whole Rachel summer, um, sequence was just so good. So good. It really sucks though, that we lost North star. Does. But you know what? We have North Star in X Factor now, and we both enjoyed the first three issues of X Factor. So you know what? I'll, I'll take it. You know, it's it is what it. And because I have again, we have to keep going back to like we're reading all the all the new stuff now, comparing it to the also. But yeah, I'm I'm glad he's back. But yeah, again, thank you. Well, we're not done with it yet, guys. We still have another six issues left to go in this amazing story. Well, all I can say is I have really just enjoyed the ride. That hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, wait, 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 hold on, hold on, no, 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 before we get to that no. point, we gotta, we gotta talk about him getting recaptured and unbrainwashed, okay, that's important, so, Dylan, what happens to the Wolverine to make sure that he doesn't monologue with himself ever again, what happens, can you, sir, can we, can we just talk about the recapturing and the unbrainwashing and all that, because that was pretty cool too, I thought. Totally, totally. So, right off the bat, Rachel whoops his ass, and he just is like, okay, I gotta get out of here. He has to run. He's running away. He's in the snow. He's got he's got the entire X-Mansion after him. He's got S.H.I.E.L.D. after him. He's slaughtering fools just left and right, left and right. He's getting, he's getting going. And finally, they're able to capture him by Captain America just pounding him with the S.H.I.E.L.D., which was... Always dope. I love it when Captain America just pounds people with the shield. Like, come on. He just 
using America's ass on him. You know what I'm saying? And exactly. I think, and then they, they capture him and then they, they literally run this fool. They put him like in this like virtual reality simulation thing where they're running literally millions of simulations like in his brain over and over and over again to try to like unbrainwash him. And they're saying it's taking a lot longer because he doesn't have his healing factors like like keeping the brainwash from from going away. But he slowly gets better and better and better. And it, it gets to the point where they're like, okay, we're making a lot of progress. We probably got like another like what? Half a million more sequences and he's going to be better. And then what happens? Freaking the shit hits the fam. Because... Because Wolverine got captured, they Hydra Light, uh, the Gorgon. Let's just call. We're just to say it. The Gorgon decides that he needs to change tactics, and instead of going for superheroes, he's like, "Let's go after B-rated supervillains." You know, they're easy. They're they're not organized. They're gonna be by themselves. They're gonna be easy to take and kill. Let's just do that. So he builds an army of these guys and sends them to attack, and that's. Where we kind of—that's kind of where we leave off. Yeah, you know? that's like, kind of where we left off. Yeah, we, we don't have—they don't have Wolverine back. They—they—they they, they lost Electro. Electro's now got has been captured and and turned back to the hand is now their slave, and now we got all this this awesome two page spread of all these supervillains just flying to the Shield Hel- Hello Carrier, ready to just take it on. Uh, and uh, Nick Fury a, a really is just awesome like splash page. Yep. And Nick Fury is just like Nick. We got all points. We got a lot of trouble, and this is literally where we left off. It is again like the whole, just the whole Wolverine stuff of him again being being captured and and him having to him when he's like die when he literally grabs the hole. He's like die. I got this, right? and then uh, like all the shots go out. It is again just so much fun. It is so entertaining. It's like it's like blockbuster action on on just another level. Again, really well done. But yeah, like it's literally where we left leave off. We got all these B list, C list supervillains who are aren't organized or not with anyone, and they're literally after Shield's head. They're after Fury's head. And it's like, oh no, what do we do now? We're all gonna yeah. It, good, good, good send up. If, if you were if that that is a perfect cliffhanger. Let me just ask for an issue. All right, it is a perfect cliffhanger. Good stuff. Good stuff, Mark. Totally. Yeah. I and 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 good on you. Like you you split. You were like, okay, I want you to read the first seven issues. I was like, it's a twelve issue thing. Why do you want me to read seven issues? That's weird. But no, that was that was a good thing to kind of end at that point because all I, what's gonna happen next? We don't know. We're gonna find out though. We are. We're gonna find out next week, guys, on the Dom of X. Hopefully, there will be more X stuff or X content to talk about, so we could give more of our. Uh, predictions and all that for all the upcoming modern stuff but anyways like i said like as a new x fan as a guy who's literally getting into x comics for the first time a newbie uh it is awesome to see how much uh, amazing lore uh we've had for the last again 50 years that we've we've had the x-men had all these characters and again just a whole lot of fun in general and so far this again this wolverine story i will say it even though I've only read the first seven or so issues of it so far. Most captivating Wolverine stuff like I've read, period. It is fun. It is thrilling. And Millar just knows how to do blockbuster Wolverine content. Like, again, enough said. I agree. I agree. And I would also 
while, while we're done with our review of the first seven issues, I'd like to bring up how Dominic got a hold of this book in the first place, okay? I was trying for years, well, not years, because I, I was trying for months, okay, to get this man to read a Marvel comic. He just would refuse. He was like, no, I'm a DC guy. I'm a DC guy. All right, I like Beast Boy. I'm, I'm, he doesn't really sound like that, by the way, guys. I'm just, I'm just giving. I'm just kind of making. <laughs> all right, and at the comic book store that I work at, where we, I met, and I've had most of my conversations with him. There, there is a bargain bin where you can get soft covers for three dollars and hard covers for six dollars. Doesn't even matter True. how big yep. the book is; it could be tiny, it could be huge. It's awesome deal. I've you bought wrong, and I, it was in there, and I told him I was like, I handed it to him, and I was like, look. You're either going to buy this on your own free will or I'm going to force it on you. But you're leaving here today with this book. And he's like, okay. And he put it on his shelf and didn't even look at it until today or whenever he he picked it up. Yeah, so I – so guys, I read this book about a week before we we did the – I literally told him on text because – and I'll talk more about it when we get to the next episode because I was just – again, I was just feeling Gorgon – after the way that he died in Tennis Swords, we had to sort of make it ceremonial. Like, let's just read a Gorgon book. It's true. Like, all of this, what he's saying is true. Like, it was, I want to say it was mid-2019. Marty and you were still the Wednesday people over at the store. And you, you were, like, you were talking, like, oh, snap, like, Dom, you need to read a Marvel comic at some point in your life. Because you're, like, it's like, I'm, I'm, I'm all DC. Why would I ever try Marvel? And, again, we have a, we have a bin. And I, I got it. I didn't want to have Dylan force it down my throat. I was like, all right, I'm gonna go. It's only three dollars. It won't kill me. It costs less than a twenty-two issue paper, uh, twenty-two page uh, issue. You know, nowadays, uh, you know, three dollars is is chump change. I, I can get a burger for three dollars. And but yeah, I literally haven't opened it until uh, the past week. And, and again, thank God that I did because again, like the first seven issues, hook on. Amazing action and yeah, shout out to Dylan, especially and, and yeah, minor shout out to Marty uh, for getting me uh, to read this uh, beautiful comic that I've got in my hands right now. Yeah, it's uh, and I'm I'm glad I'm glad and like when we were talking about like okay, what are we gonna cover like when we when we're on the down end of of uh, of our after. X of Swords. The first thing I was like, let's 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 do. Uh, I wanted to do Ecstatics, and he's like, you know what? No, we should do Enemy of the State. And I was blown away. I was like, are you kidding me? Yeah, we're gonna do that. All right, for sure. I was ready to sit down and read the whole book right then and there. And he's like, no, we're gonna do it in two podcasts. We're gonna spread it out because there's a lot to cover. There's a lot to talk about. I mean, look at us. We're already over an hour recording right now, and like. I could go on longer and longer about just these first seven issues and, and the, like the, the dopeness about it. Like there's no other way to put it. This is just, this is great comic booking and you, and you guys need to just pick it up there. There's no better Wolverine. There's not a better Wolverine story than this. And I've read literally dozens of Wolverine stories. And this one is just perfection. Every, every page from, from the layouts to the colors, to the lettering, to the writing, to the characterization, to the cameos, it's just, it's just, you couldn't, it doesn't even really need to, like, it's a Wolverine story, it's an X-Men story, but it's a Marvel story, because it involves everyone in Marvel. It is, and again, like, we could go here all all day, guys, for how awesome these 
seven issues is and, and we do have like an hour time and it, it does stink that we have to like cut but yeah like i could go on about how how well crafted and just amazing this adventure has been so far and the fact that it spans all of marvel and not just wolverine himself we get to see all the amazing interactions the monologue it's just a really good book uh and again what when the next week we will cover it me and dylan are here to do that and to break down what we love about the book and just overall like what happens it's it's awesome and again uh i'd like to thank you and i'd like to thank uh, the grand geek gathering for hosting this amazing podcast please go and check them out guys again like we have we've been like i've been saying for the past how many ever so times at the grand that's at thegrandgeekgathering.com for all your gaming and all your geekery, comic, whatever needs. Uh, they have it all there. And yeah, Dylan, again, thank you for talking to me about the Wolverine and getting on the bloody side for a little bit. It was a lot of fun. We need to do more of this. Wolverine's definitely. always fun. Uh, Wolverine's no, always fun. For sure. <laughs> don't worry. We're definitely going to... Don't worry. I got some filthy books that we can cover, all right? that's how that Astonishing X-Men is my filthy... Book. Okay, that is some grade A top shelf. But, but that has scammer. You're gonna be really that excited to read that. that Anyways, oh yeah, I, I'm. Oh before... my god! Here we. Go. What did we... <laughs> you know what? We won't even. We won't what even. We, we won't even get that. You know what? We will catch you with that up the next time, folks. We'll see you next week with more Wolverine content. We're gonna have a lot of fun with the bubs and the skits and the blood. But until next time, guys. Be here on the Dom of X for your X-Men content. We will see you the next time.